Welcome to ContenderCast, a leadership conversation centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for listening. It's Justin Hahnemann on the ContenderCast for shining a light on bright ideas. Today, guys, we are diving headfirst into the world of mindfulness. Yep, we're talking to the COO and co-founder of Sync Tuition, one of the top mindfulness apps out there in the market today, Mike Barich. Mike, it is so great to have you on the podcast. Thank you, Justin. It's really good to be here. <laughs> I'm so fired up. I mean, this is so cool. I actually downloaded the app um, just over the last two weeks. I've listened to a couple of the journeys. I I mean, the sound was incredible. I mean, maybe I, I don't know what I've been missing, but man, I'm so glad that you coming on this podcast opened my eyes, quote unquote, to this. So I'm I'm super excited to explore this with you. Um, Mike, you're in Estonia, right? Home is in Estonia. And I had no idea so many businesses are there. I mean, unbelievable. Listen, Estonia is a unicorn land. I mean, we have a lot of quite uh, incredible companies. A lot of them you probably heard of but never knew were from here. And uh, it must be something in the water. I'm telling you, I had no idea, again, until this is why I love hosting this podcast for so many reasons, because I get to meet people like you. I get to learn about companies like Sync Tuition. And, but then I learned things about like geographies and countries and companies that I just would never have known. And I just love it personally. Um, so, but not, not, this isn't about me. So, um, Sync Tuition, for those that haven't checked out the app, you can do that while you're listening, by the way, 150,000 five star reviews. 3 million plus users, unbelievable um, content. And we're going to unpack all of that today with Mike. So Mike, let's do this though. Like any entrepreneur, your background wasn't always in this space. In fact, as I was researching you, I saw that you got your undergraduate degree in hospitality management. You spent some time with a hotels group, right? And, And some other venture type spaces. How did you go from that background to starting this company or having the idea for this company? Well, you did your research. I commend <laughs> you on that. Um, absolutely right. You know, on, on the surface, it may seem that all of these uh, things are not very connected, but they they actually are very much connected. And I'll, maybe I'll, I'll touch on why. First of all, I did do my studies in hospitality in, in Switzerland. While I was doing that, I was also very much involved in music. Um, I was uh, on a record label called Sony BMG for a while. So wow. music was really in the DNA, was in the passion. Uh, and then, you know, hospitality happens. And uh, here, here's the connector. Um, <laughs> first of all, it's the hospitality school. Very stressful, very, you know, um, nerve-wracking, high-stress environment. I went on into the hospitality industry, starting my own company, managing hotels. Once again, seasonality, ups, downs, high-stressful environment. Um, after, um, you know, selling, selling that part of the business, moved on into finance and hedge funds, super stressful environment. In the background, there was always something to do with music. And as I was going through all these stages in my life, people were saying, how do you keep um, such, how, how can you be so cool and collected when all of these things around you are happening? You know, one financial crisis happened. Um, problems in the business, you start a business, you shut down a business, you start another business, and you're always, you know, you're, you're very level-headed, you, you, you're very collected, you, you're never panicking. And I guess for me, music was also one of the answers. It was always one of the things I would go to to kind of calm down and not be in panic mode. 
And so I think it's such a natural fit for us to come together with the group that we did and say, let's take music. It has therapeutic qualities. Let's help other people find a way to be resilient towards stress in high-stress environments. And I worked in those high-stress environments, so I kind of knew that it's possible. I knew that you could work in these environments and still not let the emotions take over and, you know, think clearly with your head. And really, it's all about achieving clarity of mind. If your mind is clear, you can make good decisions um, and, and work anything out. And so I guess what seems unrelated within all of those industries, that high-stress environment led me in the end to this path together with the, all the other co-founders to create something that would help, you know, millions of people out there, regardless of what the situation is, to keep level-headed and make very good decisions with a clear mind. I love that. If so that makes sense. Yeah, it totally does. So you mentioned you're a musician. So share with our audience, uh, what was your music background? Oh, my God. I mean, <laughs> it was just, I think the first, I, I fell in love with, with hip hop at a very young age. Wow. And I think anybody, and anybody that kind of gets into that always uh, thinks that, you know, if, if they can do it, why can't I? Sure. So I was a typical kind of victim of that. And, and I just got deeply into it, started writing and, and, and producing together with some friends. And then we kind of got a little good at it. And then we ended up winning a competition <laughs> and the prize was a record deal with Sony BMG. And we kind of took off from there. But That's to be honest crazy. with you, as much as I love music and, 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 and listening to it, making it is a different uh, situation. And I, was, I kind of got more excited about doing something even bigger. Sure. Um, potentially it has something to do with me being geographically, you know, in Eastern Europe, not in the U.S., where it could have gotten a lot bigger. But I saw that there are other talents. We could help a lot more people doing what we do today. So I kind of shifted my career focus towards that. But it never died down. If, you, if you're into music as much as I am, you know, you always find a slot of, of time where you can no work on it. So I, I still do that a little bit, but just for a more private circle. Yeah, I didn't realize we had that in common. I actually, um, one of my side things I enjoy is writing and, and singing. And it, does, it actually helps me in my day job and in other activities. You know, it's, just, it's been something that's always a common thread through things I do. Um, and here you're bringing it to life with um, a product, which is amazing. So let's talk about this whole um, mindfulness app space. Um, how did you decide that this is an area you wanted to get into? I mean, you're playing here with uh, two other major players and, and growing so quickly. But how did you decide this this was a space where you could bring some of that you know, music talent, music interest, your roster of um, musicians and sound engineers, and, and kind of put something together. What made this the right place? Sure. Well, you know, it all started roughly around the time of the previous financial crisis around 2008, when we looked around and we had people that were pretty well off suddenly, you know, turn towards depression and they, they really couldn't handle those low parts of their life. As soon as the economy turned, they changed. They became unhappy. They were really basically depressed. And so we thought there has to be something behind that. And so we started studying mental health. And what we saw was really scary. We looked at, you know, addiction to uh, technology, addiction to social media, isolation, the, the rise in people using anti-anxiety medication, alcohol consumption. We looked at all of those things and it painted a pretty grim picture of the future for us. We thought that mental health will definitely become a problem within the next 10, 15 years. And so we thought, you know, how could we help the situation with mental health? Now, mind you, this was literally 
I think the early stages of, of maybe Calm and Headspace, we didn't know of them when we started this. They weren't what they are today. So we, when we really came out to create it, it wasn't us saying, you know, this is a great space. Let's do an app. It's really popular. Let's get into this space. The space wasn't at all that big when we started right. getting into it. Sure. And, and actually, it helped us a lot because we didn't model our product based on anybody else. We just had this idea that let's use music and let's help people work on their mental health. And our approach was, let's not target only people that are, you know, heavy meditators or very professional and knowledgeable in the field. We thought, let's create a product that will have almost no learning curve, basically, and would be very easy to consume to any person that would like to work on their mental health. Wow. And this is how we started. And this is how we ended up creating it almost like, um, like, like short movies. Every Syncfusion journey is a short movie because we created it in a way that we wrote a script together with psychologists. Then we created the mood board. Then we went out and we recorded all of those different sounds in 3D. And we recorded them in thousands of different locations all over the world. So actually everything you're hearing, it's real life. That's the so sound, cool. the, the, the water, the, the leaves, the animals, it's all recorded in the field in 3D. And so because we went through the process of creating it kind of like a movie, this is something that ended up being really immersive. It's an immersive experience. Sure. As soon as you put on your headphones and, you know, you try to yeah. put on your headphones, you hear those 3D sounds, it pulls you right in. And, you know, we weren't now looking backwards. We weren't, we weren't very wrong with our timeline of when mental health will become a big issue. Obviously, now with everything that's oh, happening around I think you know, it's COVID-19 only more, and the stressful I mean, environment, totally, it's basically the writing on the wall. It, it, it's, it's what we saw would happen is happening right now. And so we're, I guess it, a lot of it has to do with, with luck. Well, I'm not claiming we kind of saw the future, but we did see the signs and we did feel like this is where it's going. And to be honest with you, I don't feel we're in the eye of the storm yet. I think that things are just starting and mental health will become more and more and more important as we, as we go on. Totally agree. Yeah. In fact, we've had a couple of um, guests on that have brought this up and I do agree. I, I think that's going to be one of the hangovers, quote unquote, from out of COVID. And, and it's not something that will, you know, that that's going to be here for a while. Um, and we're already seeing some symptoms of that, right? Um Gosh, uh, Sync Tuition consists of 80 spectacular sound journeys. Um, I love this. Mind relaxing technology, 3D sound. Uh, and what I also love is it's like this is beyond just a meditation program and really more focused on self discovery. And, you know, I, in preparing for this discussion today, I downloaded the app, I registered using my iTunes account. Um, it was really cool. And, you know, I could try it out first. Um, and there were several, I'll call them free. Um, programs to, to try out and sample. And I was, I mean, I, I'm a music guy and I love music and I was blown away by the production uh, value, I'll call it, um, when I was listening. And I just, I was like, wow, this is just a, a different experience altogether. And is that how you guys are positioning yourself? I mean, when you have other competitors, what, how are you thinking about your um, value proposition? Listen, I think you, you hit it spot on. I mean, first of all, thank you very much for what you said about the production value. When you put 10 years into producing something and creating content, um, it's very, it's very uh, nice to get feedback like yours where you appreciate it and you hear the years uh, and, and, and the sweat that went into creating it. The other part is uh, spot on. You know, mindfulness is just half the story with us. 
the fact that we're able to create a product that can be so immersive and really pull you in and not make you worry about tomorrow, think of what happened yesterday, you're really living this journey that you're listening to, that is, um, that is just, it, it, it's there. We, we are happy that we have such a great mindfulness product that has all the benefits. You know, we, we notice people that are using the product telling us, it doesn't only help me at the moment when I'm listening to it, listening to it but I really build kind of a resilience that whenever I feel there's a stressful situation, I can go back to that in my head and it calms me down. So that's a beautiful thing. It doesn't only help you when you're using it, but it helps you, it helps you build that resilience over time. But the other part of the story where I feel like we're very different from our competitors and others is really that um, self-discovery part of the app. You know, we built it when we created those scripts, we worked together with psychologists. We wanted to talk about topics like generosity, kindness, empathy, compassion, finding your path, um, you know, relationships, how you feel about life, positive outlook, all of that is, is going throughout the entire app. And, you know, you mentioned 80 journeys. We're actually up to um, 120 by now. Wow. So we're, we're, we're increasing the <laughs> my content is, my that we have in the app. No, no, no. It's, 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 so, it's, you, you know, it's, it's, it's all good. We're, we're constantly adding them. But the, the whole point was that we wanted a person to sing tuition and feel like they're gaining positivity, they're gaining sure. empathy, they're becoming a better person. Uh, and, and really, the way we tell people about it is, you know, when you wake up in the morning and you go throughout your day, you're constantly bombarded with negativity. That's it's in the sure. news, it's at work, it's from your friends, it, and it all affects your subconscious without you even noticing it. The more you're exposed to this negative information, you feel doesn't affect you, but over time, it alters your behavior. It alters the way you look at life. It makes you more negative. It, it, it's just, there's no way around it when there's so much of it. And totally. if you go to sleep without doing anything about it, it's kind of like not brushing your teeth in the evening. You know, you, you, you feel bad in the morning. It's the same with information. So what we're saying is, look, take 25 minutes a day, it's 2% of your day, to clean your mind from all the negativity you accumulate during the day. Clear your head from it and go to sleep. You'll improve, your, your sleep will be a lot better. You'll have better dreams. You have better quality sleep. And if you have better quality sleep, you have a better immune system, you feel better, you're less stressed, you're more energetic. It just, it changes you to the core, basically. You mentioned that um, you know you, you guys are now you're going from eight, 80 journeys up to over 120. So how does that process work? How do you guys decide like what's going to be the next journey slash area to focus on? Are you able to get input from like your listeners or, you know, like how are you feeding the quote unquote innovation pipeline? You know what I mean? Like what's next? How, how do you, how do you solve for that? Sure. Sure. Well, look, for, uh, first of all, we had a very, uh, a, a grand vision, so to say, when we started this about all the topics that we would like to touch to help take a person from let's, I, I don't like to use the word, but basically where their mind is, maybe uh, polluted or messed up to a point where it's, it's a cl they're clear, clear minded. They can think clearly. They don't have anything distracted them. And we knew that there are certain things we need to touch on. And that's how we split all of those journeys into topics and then subtopics. We originally created the four, the four, four levels. Um, we knew what we wanted them to be about. We scripted them. We went out and we recorded all of those sounds and created those mini movies. And then, of course, we got feedback from our listeners. We understood which tracks people liked more, which tracks and journeys people liked less. Right, of course. People would write us what they would love to hear. 
And so when we made the next plan for the next uh, journeys we want to record, we, of course, took that all into consideration. And we already, you know, we're constantly updating it. So we already have planned for many levels ahead. We have a lot of the scripts written and we're recording the sounds. We're constantly adding. But we have a very, very active communication line with our listeners. We do uh, listen to what they would like. But obviously, we're also working with professionals. We're working with psychologists. So a lot of the times, we ha- it's, it's a combination of us listening to users, but also going with, you know, the, uh, the, the psychology and, and, and what, what is needed to be there to help person get from point A to point B with point B being achieving clarity of mind. Yeah. And one great thing about an app is, I mean, you, you have instant feedback, right? You instantly know how many downloads of the app. You instantly know how many listens or subscriptions, right? You can even get ratings from the consumer. So has all of that data helped shape your strategy? You know, stuff, a lot of that you wouldn't have had when you initially put together your initial strategy and plan, but is that helping to, to shape where you're headed? You know, it's a, it's a, it's a double-edged sword. Uh, the business side of things would want me to answer yes, of course. <laughs> of course. Uh, numbers, numbers, numbers mean everything, and we're we're obviously looking at, at the numbers when analyzing the data, uh, the amount of downloads, and everything else. But let me put this on the table for you: six months into the app being out, so this is around June 2019, we get a letter saying, "Guys." I was contemplating suicide. Your program stopped me from doing it. Wow. I have a new outlook on life. Now, how wow. do you quantify that? You can't. How can you measure that with download numbers or anything else? Totally. So my answer to this is always, you know what? There, we, we look at the numbers, but there are certain things and certain feedback that we receive that is so life-changing for certain people that it's already beyond the numbers. The That's numbers amazing. have to be there. But when you know that there's the product that you've created is impacting millions of people and, and impacting some of them to the point where, you know, they were about to end it all and ended up changing the life perspective. That's beyond anything else. Totally. I mean, that's that's your ultimate why. You know what I mean? If you think about uh, going beyond mindfulness and really impacting individuals more deeply. I mean, and like, as we talked earlier, I mean, I just now more than ever, and now in the next X months and years more than ever, I think um, this is just such a, a, a big need. Um, wow. So as you're thinking about growth, um, how how have you approached that? Has it been mainly word of mouth? Has it been, obviously, here we are on a podcast, which is great. Um, but as you're thinking about awareness and, and, um, and growing your, your, your footprint, what does that look like? How are you guys approaching it? Well, I mean, look, we, we definitely uh, enjoy organic growth. There's a lot of word of mouth going out. People that, like you, listen to the apps that, wow, I haven't heard anything like that and, and spread that around. We're happy to do a lot of presentations and talk about the app and um, you know, present it to people that have never heard of it. That's one. Obviously, we're going through the the typical customer acquisition channels as well, being you know the the Googles and the Facebooks and and other channels. Uh, and we're converting very well on that part. But recently, we also started uh, developing the business to business part of Syntuition. And to be honest with you, the greatest growth we experience is there wow. because companies are really getting. Uh, companies are really beginning to understand that uh, mental health and just the well-being of their staff is very important, especially now with remote work, with everything that's going on. Mental health is becoming a priority in a lot of organizations. So um, I, I, I definitely don't want to say we, we 
we're shifting focus. We just launched a parallel part where we are taking care of the consumer side of the, of the business, but also of the B2B side of the business. And we've seen incredible growth and wow. some very big companies approaching us saying, we want to give this to our staff. Wow. We want to give it to our customers. That's amazing. And, and so we see um, a real potential growth in, in that part of the business. That's awesome. What a great idea. Um, as you've grown the business and, and been in the entrepreneur seat, you know, you've, you've probably had some major <laughs> moments of wow or lesson learned. Um, share with our audience two or three of those for those that are out there that are contemplating starting their own business or uh, maybe they're working for a big company and wanting to do something like you're doing with an app and whatnot. But what have been you know, a couple of those big lessons learned that you've experienced? Sure. Well, look, one thing is if you want to really become an entrepreneur, you have to really get comfortable with failure. I think the biggest thing for, for me was when some of the businesses started really well and, and, you know, with everything, all the changes in the economy ended up collapsing, I never for one day beat myself over the head and said, you know, I'm a, I, I, I failed this. This is, I, I shouldn't have done this. I always looked at it as, look, maybe this was the time that this chapter needed to end so that a new one can begin. And I think for an entrepreneur, that is absolutely key because you will you know, you'll, you need to succeed only one more time than you fail. And, and then you're good. You've made it. And, and I, I just see a lot of people that are really attracted by the sexiness of entrepreneurship. But then when they experience failure, they shut down. So I guess this is one thing. Get comfortable with, with, with failing. And, and it's just a step uh, in, in the journey. The other thing um, I learned is taking risks. In a way, you know, for, for a long time, I was in very comfortable positions and comfortable jobs and sync tuition when we were starting off was everything but comfortable <laughs> we we were self-funded we didn't know if it right. would work this is uh, you know people around us were like you're making music to make fe- people feel better what is wrong with you why are you <laughs> spending time on this and so, and so sometimes the comfortable um position, the comfortable job, the comfortable salary, all of that is comfortable for a very long time, but there is, it doesn't bring more than just comfort. Intuition was definitely a risk. It's a risk that luckily, and I, I say again, we're very humbled and we're lucky that it paid off, but if you don't take that risk, you will never know. I think that's, that's the other thing that you have to leave comfort behind at some point to, to, uh, to make it big. And the third thing is is you know learning to say no in 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 I'm the kind of person that would time find time for everybody and would want to help everybody and would like to you know it's just the way that that my parents raised me I still have that but realistically I understand that if we were to say yes to every single thing that comes around you just won't be able to be focused enough to get anything done so learning to say no to certain opportunities that distract you from the main focus is absolutely critical. I guess those are the, first, the, the three kind of big things that, that I learned from myself. Obviously, they're different for everyone, but those help me out a lot. No doubt. Saying no to saying yes. And uh, yeah, that, that's a big one. Um, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, before we go, I know you've got a new book coming out, Clarity of the Mind. So you got to have you back on to talk about that. Um, any previews of what that's going to look like? Well, of course. I mean, look, we, uh, <laughs> intuition, as I said, is a self-discovery journey, and there's a lot of lessons in there. 
But um, because the journeys are made in such a way that you only have two or three minutes of a guided part, and then it's really beautiful music that we put together in journeys, there's a lot more to be said about all the concepts that we're touching on within the Sync Tuition app. And so this book is really almost like a guide of how life could look like if you, you know, how, how to approach it. It talks about education. Again, all those topics about kindness and empathy and, and work and entrepreneurship, all of those things we're going through, through all of them and, and kind of presenting a tree of, of how life could look like um, with ha having clarity of mind and how to achieve this clarity of mind. So it's going to be basically something that really complements this intuition app very, very well. And it's something that uh, we're super excited to release. Um, hopefully, it's, it's going to be already out in, in 2021. And we'll talk a lot more about it when, uh, That's awesome. when the time is right. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to have you back on that. Um, before we go, share with our audience how they can connect with your company, your app, your brand, um, where they can find you, etc. So the website is very simple, syncTuition.com. You can also find Synctuition on the app stores, both Apple and Google. Uh, you can search for Sync Tuition on LinkedIn. And if you'd like to speak with me directly, it's Michael <laughs> Burridge. You can find me on LinkedIn very easily. Absolutely. Dude, this has been so great having you on. I'm excited. Um, again, like loving music and then having this is like a, a amazing combination. Um, and it's been so great having you on the podcast. Can't wait to have you back on, Mike. Thank you, Justin. I really appreciate your time as well. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck. You can download additional ContenderCast episodes directly via the Apple iTunes App Store, the Google Play Store, Spotify, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the ContenderCast, connect with us at contenderbrands.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender. Contender.